Alright, yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. These cameras have got minds of their own, especially if they've been on for quite a while. Um, the batteries in them like to drain after an hour and a half, so we've been doing a bit of testing this afternoon. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome to the chat. I can see eight people are in here at the moment. It's good to see everybody here. There is a couple of I don't know what they are, some flies and stuff in here. It's been a hot day, 25 degrees. So anyway, um, today, if you don't mind, we're talking yep. about these, these little things. These are quite cool. So let's introduce our, our uh, guest, Sergey. Sergey, 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 whatever you like. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, we've known each other through the skateboarding stuff. Yes. You've got some skateboards. Yes. What have you got? I got a boosted board and recently Baja Board S2. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you like it? Yes, I do like it, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I didn't know you had one of those. Yes, have have you had it for a little while now? I pre-ordered it as soon as they announced it, and I got it as a first batch about a month ago. Just for Christmas, actually. It wow. was a perfect Christmas present. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, so yeah. that was a Christmas present to yourself? Uh, yes, but they made it six months ago, like a bit in advance. Yeah, just a little I bit in advance. yeah, and I got it for Christmas just in time. So had you ridden the G4 before the S2? Uh, just when we met Baunel, one of the me um, gathering of the members. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and that's mm -hmm. it. And then you're like, yep, this it. S2 came out, and you're like, yeah, uh, this sounds good. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And did you know Alessandro or George or any of those guys no, before? No, I just met, um, I went to the headquarters, I test drove the board, I liked it, and I just ordered it. Fantastic. Why not? Sounds yeah. good. Um, yeah, I've, I actually caught up with Alessandro for lunch yesterday, and uh, he was talking about all the coronavirus and all the things that yeah. they're dealing with at the moment, and they're not too far behind, but they're missing a lot of parts. You know, the parts normally get shipped in and yep. they're trying to help people, but it's a little bit tough. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, see how that goes. Yep. But today is more about the drones. We'll just yep. see, yep, I can see some people are commenting. Let me just bring that up over here. And what I want to do is just turn that off. So it's chewing up a bit of bandwidth. Bridget Higgins is here. Thanks very much for the Instagram message too, Bridget. We'll get in touch with you soon. We do want to have you on and hear your story. So, um, yeah, g'day. Anybody else in the chat? I can see there's a bunch of you watching. Ask some questions about these amazing little machines. So this is what you do in your spare time, isn't it? You've just um, got into this or you've been doing this for a while? One of the things I do in my spare time because I have too many interests to find it hard just to follow one thing. Yeah. So where, where do we start? Because so, you've got quite a fair bit of stuff here. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to bring this camera up. Hang on a sec. Um, a bit all over the place at the moment. I just want to get it so that you can, we can see, and I'll get this so that the right everything's in focus. I think that's going to be a little bit better now, hopefully. Let's see. Yeah, it's a little bit better, but you can see there. There's a couple of things that Sergey has brought. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some cool little. Are they toy drones or are they not? They toy are not drones? toy drones. No. They are genuine FPV drones, which people fly for sport. You right. can fly for spot. All of these are FPV drones. Believe these are these ones that go wheel as they are moving around, like high yes. pitch noises yes. and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So, so, where did you start? Did you start with well, it's the a drones? No, actually, I was. I probably didn't have enough toys when I was a kid. Yeah, when I start, and I was in uh, uh, RC cars a few like ten years ago, and one of one of my friends. He built the drones. He he built like dozen of them, and he talked me into it. And I decided, um, why not I try something new? And I followed his steps. But the first drone I built wasn't like this one. It was a large camera platforms, like four times larger than this one, with a yeah. GoPro mount, and it has an had an FPV footage from it as well. So, but flying a large drone 
is not that exciting. Like, you, mm. like it's not different from lining your DJI drone. They don't yeah. go too fast. And the yeah. large drones are bloody dangerous because like it's nearly two kilograms of the flight weight and a huge 12 inch carbon fiber props. Yep. Dangerous thing. I don't want to be dangerous. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, it that, that hurts. That Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't want to be dangerous. I don't want to put anyone else in danger. I just want to go out and fly. So that's, I think, this may be a better idea and a mm. better fit for me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, so the batteries sit underneath. This is just the part for the battery. Is yes. That right? Like, uh, you can see right all there. of these are different. Like, you see all these drones, they're mm. all FPV. They all look different, but internally all the same they all even run in the same sort of firmware so betaflight is one of the autopilots it's yep. the uh, not the only one but probably the most popular autopilot software all of these drones run betaflight they all handle exactly the same right so no matter how what size they are you have a similar experience yes absolutely okay. yep. differences in power range and so on yeah Gotcha. So how long did it take you to learn how to control something that you're not using a GPS? You're not using like balance or anything? That's that's the question. You nailed it. So when I started, I decided to go into FPV drones. What I did, I bought an FPV drone, like bought all the control or anything, I went flying. First fly, I put it into a tree. And it, took oh, us, yes. and it took us three days to shake it down. Wow. But they last, don't they? If these hit things, a lot of the time... It depends on the speed you hit it. Yeah, if you hit the tree at 100 kilometers an hour, these ones, it's going to break. There's yeah. nothing's going to help you. So we shake it down from the tree, and then I tried flying it again, and I wrecked it. Like, I put the camera first into the asphalt, the camera cracked. I replaced it, I flew it again, and I broke it. It just doesn't fly anymore. So this is I figured out that... It's just that one thing you can't just grab and go flying. No. So it requires some preparation. And I started putting hours in a simulator. Believe it or not, uh, the number of simulators for drones. Oh, so computer-based simulators. Computer-based yeah. simulator, yeah. you plug in your controller, controller yeah. you fly the drone in, yeah. and they just, physics emulation are pretty exact. So pretty people good. say, people say like once you're comfortable flying on a simulator, you can go and fly the real drone. It's how good it is. And what, you just download these simulators? Yeah, they, they cost some money. There are some free ones. They cost some money and other ones, are like, they're not very expensive, like 20, 30 bucks. We'll, we'll put some right. links in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, straight afterwards. Yeah. So, guy has come very prepared. He's got, look, notes that he's come with, pages and pages of notes. This is fantastic. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. And I guess, like, the, the commercial kind of drones, like the DJI, yes. Mavic, Air, Mini, all those kind of ones. I've got a Mini here. Yeah, you can see it yep. just over there on that. Um, they're so super easy to use. You get CASA that's con constantly trying to monitor and watch and make sure that yep. content that shouldn't be up on YouTube gets taken down or people yes. get issued. Do you have the similar kind of things with these? Yes, these exactly the same really? things. Really? Okay. So what, let's, what's the difference? What FPV is? So the main difference between this drone and your DJI drone is the FPV experience. FPV stands for the first person view. Yeah. That means that you actually what see saying. what the camera sees. So it's if alive. you've got goggles, yeah. like, least, like, these are nearly antique. So if you want to buy goggles, don't buy these ones. Like this is five-year-old. You've got a receiver, you've got an antenna. Do you want to just chuck them up in front of your face? Just that's yeah. just where yes. they'll see, yeah. yep, that's it. Yeah, like it with wow. a strap on your back, like, like these ones. But go. this is like <laughs> these 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 like this is like kind of Daft Punk thing last thing, right? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> these were state of the art like five years ago. I got it second hand. They get the job done. Still got the big screen inside, but like they're not like don't buy these. And anymore. that's the antenna on the top, isn't it? This What's is the, the range of something like that? All right. So it depends on the antenna and the power of the transmitter. Right. 
and that transmitter, for instance, this one. Yeah, is this, this is yeah. this is Yeah, this is the transmitter with a similar antenna. Um, yeah. The antennas are different. So this one, which looks like a mushroom, this is a circular polarized antenna. So every antenna has a directional diagram. Mm -hmm. This is like all around it. And the transmitter, this is the all around antenna. So because it's all around, it can, if, you f if, the, front, if the drone flies behind you, you still will not be able to see it. But it's not as efficient as antenna, which is directional. I'll show you the directional. Yeah, yeah. Um, and can something like this, if you go behind a building... So this is a directional antenna. So you need to point at the drone in order to see what's happening gotcha. on. But with the same power transmitter, this is like three times as efficient. Uh, the distance... Which means you've got to be moving your joystick and making sure you, that You're going to be like... Right. Well, that's the receiver. You're yep. going to be moving your receiver. Gotcha. Uh, some of the helmets, some of the goggles... So well, this is my son's old lunchbox, which doubles perfectly as a case for goggles. <laughs> Everyone's got their own way of doing yes. things. Yeah. So this is another goggles. This is Fed Shark, but it's quite old Fed Shark. It's got two sockets for antennas. Yeah. You plug like this antenna into one socket. You might want to just sorry, just because yep. we can't see it on the right, camera I there. See, sorry. Yep, yep. You plug one antenna into this socket. You mm -hmm. plug the mushroom in another one, and the two antennas. This is called a diversity system. So the receiver decides which antenna signal is better, and it switches to that really? antenna. Really? Yes. Like all the time. It's just all figuring out which yes, ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It constantly do it, and it's just measuring the strength of the signal. And this is what like what, this is why all the modern goggles they have like able to plug two antennas in it. Usually you apply, plug one directional, yep. one mushroom, yep. omnidirectional, yep. and you just, you, you're done, you're golden. Amazing. We have some people watching. So we've got Spider FPV. Have you heard of... I don't no. Know not. Hello all. There is a protest outside the FFA, FAA HQ this month, Save the Hobby. Interesting. Yeah, this, so is, this is US theme. Uh, yeah. we, it's, it doesn't apply to us. It's a very big theme because uh, US just changed the rules and they require remote aircraft identification for the drones. That means that your every drone should transmit their ID. It's a radio system, but um, so there's a law, but there is no hardware that can do that. Mm. Like so, the manufacturers did not catch up that yet. Okay, so, so yeah, it's so like so basic. Yeah, it basically that's just gonna ground all the drones because nobody can do it anymore. But TBS, you know that TBS is one of the manufacturers of radio system. TBS announced that their uh, radio system has everything built in already and they are, will be ready with a firmware update to switch gotcha. it on. So they just yes. do it over the air and they'll just yes. bring it down and yes. then you'll be good yeah. to go with it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's the TBS Crossfire. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Carl Harvey's here. Good work. He's here on every single stream. Good to see you. I mean, you've brought a lot of stuff today. Yes. Um, how much of this do you actually use? Are this, is this some of this stuff that you have used in the past, you've, you've kept? No, believe it or not, I actually use all of it. So I got two sets of goggles. One, uh, one's my, I usually fly these ones. Yep. Uh, and again, these are not state-of-the-art. They were good about two years ago, but uh, they still get the job done. Yep, they're the and these are the spectator ones. drones, uh, spectator glasses. If I can, like, kids around, I give it to them and they can watch me flying. So, yeah, do you do that a lot? Like, I know with FPV, sometimes you've got to have someone that's watching the drone. You've got to have someone that's obviously controlling the drone. That's the rules. Like, yeah. kind of the rules, but we don't do that. <laughs> Not a lot of people. <laughs> like, the same for when I'm flying the Mavic yeah. Mini, you know? Like, as long as you've got eyesight on it, which is a bit different to having one of these strapped to your, to your head. Yes. Um, do you find sometimes that that's not enough for you that where you're flying like you're not sure if there's things like uh electricity poles this know, is the part of the training this is why you need to put hours in the simulator right. i found out 
especially if you're flying in an unfamiliar space. Once you take off, you're lost. You don't know where you are because the area from the air looks different from on the ground. It's not obvious where you are. Mm. Even though I'm flying on a football field and I've been there a dozen of times, I take off and I'm, I can be lost. So this is where the training comes in. Yeah. You put your hours on the simulator, you, you get used to it. Because that's one thing with uh, the Mavic Pro and all that kind of stuff. You, all you have to do is press on the map and you can see exactly where you are, where it is. So And with yours, like you have to kind of with video, I guess, signal yeah. from the, that and just being able to see it go, right. okay, I'm over on that side of the oval. Or That's a good time to like, talk about another difference yeah. between this drone and the Mavic. Now, yeah. your Mavic has like uh, GPS sensors, mm -hmm. barometers, like uh, collision up, like, sensors on the back, on the front, yeah, uh, yeah. compass, everything. This has got none. Yeah. Right. It's just not, none, none of that. It's a full manual controls, right? You can't release the controls. You crash immediately. So you need to put your hands on the sticks all the time and control it all the time. If you lose it, it won't come back. It doesn't have a return to home or no, anything. And no, and it doesn't have like where the location is of no, it or anything. No, it doesn't know anything. It's just dumb, so, dumb. Has, it that, is. has that happened where this has crashed? Yeah, sure. And like, all you can see on the camera is yeah. like leaves or something. Yeah, like, doesn't it like happens it? all the time? Yeah, this is why you have beepers on them. Right. Like you so get you can like transmit like a the signal bottom to say here. Yes, it's like a. This is a like buzzer. Yep, just up near your mic would be best. Yep. Yeah. Just here. so this, can this see. Is, it. This is yep. this is a little buzzer which I can switch on by flipping a switch on my controller. And it just goes beep, 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 beep. beep. Yes, yeah. and uh, I usually put another larger one on the battery. Hmm. Yep. At least then you can find what, find yep. your drone. Yeah, but uh, you, can, you can like, there are two ways to find them basically. You can find by beeping sound, or if you have a directional antenna, you just wave your helmet right and left and uh, until the signal gets better, and it just goes oh, closer yeah, to yeah. him. So yeah. you look at yeah. where the direction right. of the, of yes. the signal's yeah. coming from. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so Sergey really well prepared, says Artem. So absolutely, we've got a fair few people watching now, which is fantastic too. It's good day to everybody. So, what is your go-to drone? Which one do you use the most? Ooh, that's a good question. So they're all different, as you can see. Believe it or not, I mostly use like this one and that one. Really? Yep. Is there a difference between these two? I'll just bring it up so people. Yes, can there see. is a difference between two. The smaller one is a brush drone. Slightly smaller. Yep. Brush, brush drone. They're same. They same. Yeah, they're both better FPV drones. The smaller one is a brush drone. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a brushed motors. It's perfect for flying indoors, and it's like safe. Is it because is, it's got these things? That's yeah, gonna, yeah. Is yeah. is it? It is. It's as safe as the drones can be. Like the only danger happens if somebody has long hair. It might just stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That happened, happened before. By flying it around the house, just a lot of fun, and it's very robust. I crashed it all the time. So I had this drone for about two years. Mm -hmm. I just I gave it to kids to fly who couldn't fly. Just smashed the girl around around the house, and it's still in one piece. It still didn't break. It's yeah. very robust. And you've you've got rid of all the hair that's been in there. Yes, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but but this one does not have enough power to fly outdoors. Easily blown so by the wind. wind. Or, yes. Okay. Gotcha. But this one, this mm -hmm. does have enough power because it got brushless motors. Gotcha. Yep. So. so it's maybe a little bit too powerful to fly indoors. It depends on your area of the size of your house, of course, but it is perfect for flying outdoors. Look, I've, I've, like, I've got kids, right? I, I want to be able to go into the park and fly freely without the risk of killing somebody accidentally. And this is where it fits. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, And then you, you uh, go to the next step, which is something yes, like this. Yes, but this one's dangerous. You can't fly like this. It's heavy too. Yes. It's heavier yeah. than, a lot yes. heavier than those. This is like... Um, without the battery too. Yeah, so like there are two two way to size the drone is like they say like it's a confusing but i'd say this is a 65 mil this is a 75 mil this is five inch 
So it's a and common. What are you measuring from? So yeah, yeah, that's or? a commonly commonly accepted confusion. If you mm. see the metric size, it's the what is called the wheelbase. It's the distance between two opposing motors. Gotcha. So this one's got 65 so mils. Now that one is five inch. That's the same confusion. That's five inch refers to the size of the props. So this is a five inch props. And the wheelbase is about 210 mils, but for these drones, everyone just says five, five inch. Five inch is a currently a staple for the freestyle and racing drones. It's just the common standard. Most of them are just like this. This is not a racing drone, technically. This is a freestyle drone. Racing drones, because they need built to win the races, they're usually symmetric, like X shape. Yeah, fully symmetric yeah. with the center of mass dead in the center. This is so why I could put my I could put my finger right in the middle and it'd just balance. Yes, because words. because the racing drones should be maneuverable. That like top top task for them the maneuverability. They yeah. need to be able to turn on the spot. This is a free spiral drone. It got a little bit more power usually than the racing drone, mm -hmm. and it's like it's just built more robust. It just you can crash this and it builds to withstand the crashes. The guys that I've caught up with, um, and I've been to a couple of um, trade shows and things, yeah. and you have the huge nets up so mm -hmm. people are yeah. safe in, at those trade shows. I yeah. find too that when um, people go out with drones like this, if they're going out for, um, for, for a flight, they bring a heap of stuff with them. Yes. Like massive backpacks, yeah. huge joysticks. Like it's crazy. Like oh, what's, sure what's your joystick? Yeah, like, uh, Right. Without it sounding dirty, what does your joystick look like? Okay, right. this is enough. not massive because it's one of the later model. This is FreeSky X Lite. Yes, nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I just recently got it. I got it about a year ago, and before that, I got one of these massive, massive controllers. So yeah, it doesn't go. Oh, it does go back to the center point, but it doesn't go in up and down. Yes. So that's so you can yes. fly ups gradually. Yep. But uh, this is the difference between DJI drones yep. and the racing drones. On the DJI drones, your throttle stick controls basically uh, direction up and down. When you just uh, tilt it up, yep. the drone goes up. If yep. you release it, it stays in one place because it uses barometer to control the height. So control meter, barometer and GPS, it hovers in one yep. place. Yep. This is the one doesn't hover and this, this is just, just, just it, this is just throttle stick. This is just throttle of the yeah, motor. Yeah, so this is how much power you're giving the motor. It's not actually telling it to go yes. at a particular speed. Yes, yes. Interesting. But However, there right, is one it. more key difference between flying uh, like a DJI style drone and a racing drone. Mm. So um, each of these drones have multiple uh, control modes, multiple fly modes. So what you fly your DJI drone is usually referred to as a loiter mode. So it means the altitude controlled mm -hmm. and position controlled. These drones don't have a loiter mode because they don't have the GPS or barometer. Usually some so may they have don't a barometer. Normally they'll just they, they go don't fly, like. they? But like one of the simplest way to fly it is called the stab mode, stability mode. Uh, this, if you release this stick, the right stick, right? Which is like tick, tilt, forward, back, yep. left, yep. right? If yep. you release it, the drone will auto level. Right. It won't hold the position, but it auto levels at a horizontal position. Yep. You tilt the stick forward, it flies forward. You tilt the back, it flies back. You release it, it hovers at the end. But with this thing, you can't do rolls, right? Because there's a limit to how, how, how far you can, you can, far tilt, you can it. tilt. Yeah, right. it goes like that and stays yep. there. Yep. In order to do the rolls, the guys who do it fly in a different mode called acro mode. In acro mode, the position of your right stick does not control the position of the drone. It controls the rate when it rotates. So when that's you put another it, level. It's another level. You, yeah. You'll tilt it forward and the drone starts rotating at the rate 
your stick is tilted. And when you release it, it just stops rotating, but it does not auto-level. So the, one, the guy that I caught up with, yeah. this was at an abandoned building a couple of months ago. He, he would flip it and you could yeah. tell that it was like, mm -hmm. it was going, like he was trying to get the balance right. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yes. If you were to get that control, it'll go back to normal. Yes. But he's like, meow, 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 and he's yep. trying to get it back yep. to And its, if you want it to go to normal, position. you just fiddle the sticks. And uh, one of the most common mistakes the beginner make if they start flying in stop mode. And they say, don't do that. If you want to fly in acro mode, start flying in acro mode mm. because once you, you need to get it into your hands and it should be a muscle memory. It's bloody hard. This is why, why you need simulators. You, you like can't it. fly it. Yeah. You yeah. can't, believe me, you can't pick up this drone, this controller and go flying. You'll crush. No, and totally. I remember when um, the Phantom 2 came out and I bought that. I, I wanted to have a, have a go at it and it didn't have a camera yeah. on it. You, you'd strap your GoPro underneath or whatever. Uh, I don't think it had GPS either. And yeah, you're just relying on eyesight. And it had the balancing thing like these, but they've just taken them off to make them a lot easier and obviously yep. to make more money because they're, more, they're easy, e more easily uh, to uh, maneuver. But that's where I think still you need to have this legacy that to understand really about yes. um, how, a, how something like this should move. And it's, it's really uh, interesting. It's really appreciative of what something like that can do. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So it, why do you find that you like to do this versus the the Mavic Pros. I never had like, a Mavic Pro. You've never, never had one? Never, one never flown one. No, we never have had one, never flown one. one. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, what have I been doing this for? <laughs> yeah, I read like as I said, our first drone I built was a large drone, but it had all the all the stuff. It had GPS, autopilot, return to home, all the stuff. And I found just flying it wasn't that exciting really. Because mm. well like if you if you're like if you shooting videos for YouTube, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And I built it before Mavic came along, so getting large drone was the only way to get decent aerial footage. There wasn't just no other way. Then, no. like, then Mavic, Mavic came along and ate everyone's lunch, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, um, we've got a whole bunch of comments in here. Oh, yeah. Danny's in Japan. Good to see you here, Danny. Um, a lot of the... Um, I did have a question now that Danny, I saw him in there. Um, okay, so... One question I had, if I can remember what it was, um, well, oh, the other thing with these is yes, they do come sometimes, just notice, they do come sometimes as well with their own camera, but that's up for your FPV. A lot of people don't actually use that footage when they're yep. um, putting it up on YouTube or whatever, or mm -hmm. some do, like UAV Futures. No, usually, usually not. Um, he I normally puts I, it up just to show what kind of quality the, yes, the output yeah, is, and it's yeah. pretty bad. It's what, it is pretty bad. It's, it's, an SD, it's pretty much SD, uh, SD footage. Yeah. And what's the frame rate normally on... No idea. It's an analog yeah. video. So it's one of the things I want to talk about. So like these, these cameras, mm. They are specially designed for FPV flying. So I think they tuned like all the dynamic range and uh, angle and everything. So this is optimal for FPV, but not so optimal if you want to put uh, Yeah, I mean, there's footage. really no way yeah, to put a yeah. GoPro on So this. yeah, it's like on the top of it. So if you're holding just on top of it, just they usually, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, got, I, got a, I got a mount, I just 3D printed it. So next time I fly, maybe I'll have a, some HD footage. Yeah, some people just put in uh, GoPro or something similar to GoPro. GoPro yeah. session were a big thing until they were discontinued. Little thing, yeah, a little. Yeah. But there are other like other manufacturers which make similar stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I want to really just show you what a Mavic Pro is like. You'll be like, 
this is just too easy. Yeah. I think you'll be like, you just go forward, it goes forward. Yeah, but I, flew, I, I get, I got, I had it like huge drone, it flew like that. So yeah, I, I so how, how big's the biggest drone you were talking to me on? Four times of this four, one. Four times. Four times. Like, it, and it's four foldable arms. And how many, uh, four blades? Or are you talking like uh, four Large, or? two blades, 12 inch carbon fiber props. 12 inches mighty, each. Mighty, yeah, 12 inches each. Mighty dangerous. Wow, you cut someone's head off with that. Uh, you can, yeah. So, so this is one of the reasons I sold it. Damn. Yeah. I'll just see what people are saying in here. Yeah, DJ Mavic people are talking about. They're having, don't start in angle mode, always start in acro. Yeah, that's yep. that's what I'm talking about, yes. Yeah, and that's where it's not the, where it's constantly It's, it's, the, crazy, it's, it's the crazy one. These acro, ones have got a balance. Yes, like, acro mode is a crazy one. If you want to fly acro drones, you should start in acro mode. You can go back, once you learn flying in acro mode, you can go back to angle yep. and back to acro. Like, for example, these drones, most of people fly them in angle mode. Because the like, ones, they're, yeah. just, they're just too crazy. Like, now, this one you can fly in acro. These ones, like this class. Oh, sorry, if you want to just point it just right. above your mic. Yeah, sorry, so we can see. This, class, yeah. this class is called Tiny Whoops. Technically, Tiny Whoop is a very particular style of drone. It's like a trademark, but everyone calls them that. Like, so it's genuine racing drone because people race them. And the races look like, like if you put number of like um, 50 half a meter gates all around your garage, you can have a race here in your garage. It's like it's a legit venue for the like people people fly them in pubs. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah and it's through, very spectacular. Through, through the bar, through, under the, through the bar. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they just put like a glow glowing gates all around. They, they fly through the gates. It's it's a genuine sport. And, and how accurate do you think you could be with that right now? Like, do you reckon I can, I can put it through through like you could put it underneath here. that? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, how, maybe how long I have you been can't. Doing this for, no? uh, maybe, maybe I can't on the first try, but yeah, I, I, I practice. I practice at home. Yeah. Uh, I had one, this one for about two years, and it's still the same drone. I haven't replaced. I think it looks I just, brand new. I replaced, no scratches or anything. I replaced right? this canopy. I think I cracked one of the canopies yeah. here, and, and that's it. Other than that, it's. And to, how readily available are the parts and things like that? Like you yeah, can they, get them yeah, you easily. can you can get them. Yeah, this is like this is better FPV. Yeah. Uh, I like what they do. They are not like top manufacturers, but they're a decent brand. Yeah, they for the for the micro drones. I, I like I like them a lot. And what what are people expecting you buy for something like this? What would that sell you back? Yeah. Uh, this one's about hundred dollars for the brushless for the one. Brushless. Uh, brush, brush, yep. This is a brushed ones. Mm -hmm. For the brushless ones, you hold in this about hundred fifty, hundred seventy. And that's not with joystick, or is no? That... It's just a drone. So that's one of the things when mm. you buy a drone, you don't just buy a drone. You, you buy this knowing that you're gonna. Yeah, you, you have need, to be an enthusiast. Whole, whole really, yeah, you need to buy a DIY. whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So in order to fly a drone, you need to buy drone, Battery, controller, controller, controller. This one. Yep. Head charger, unit, charger, charger, charger. Yeah. Charger. Right. Uh, they yeah, come in all, we'll just all make it so people can see what you're looking at. Yeah. Yes, they they come all shapes and sizes. So some are lipo, some are not. Like, like all of them are lipos. All, are lipos. all the drone batteries are lipos, and you need to buy batteries. Again, every drone has its own batteries. Like this is the battery for the large one, right? Yep. This is the battery for the 2S one. Yep. Holding this one. And the little guy. Show everybody. Hang on. Here we go. Yeah. So that's the battery. So what is this? 350 milliamp hour. It's a 2S battery. 7.4 volt. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that goes just under here and the carriage yep. connects in like that. Yep. And there's another connection there. It's a, it's a balancing charge. Coal. It's a balancer. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. And that little guy, this is what is flying. This is the mini one. Yeah. What is that? That's a f 260 milliamp hour. Yes. I'm just putting that in perspective. So that's 260 milliamp. A skateboard that I've got just behind yeah. here is tw uh, 40,000 milliamp hour. And it's got so like it's 10s battery. That's 1s. Yeah. So it's, you, you 1S need to multiply it by 10. Amazing amount of 
power sitting um, right here in this room. This battery, it's, it's this battery, this one, it's you get like about five, three to five minutes flight on this one, John. I mean, all of three, them. Three to like, five minutes. Yes, three to five minutes. Yeah, this wow. is this is about three minutes because the motors are much three more powerful. This, wow. this is about five minutes on this battery. So that's why you bring so much with you because you probably want to bring ten or so batteries, yep. chargers. Yeah, like whenever I go fly, I go like six uh, six batteries or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And and this charger, would you have this so you can charge it using your cigarette lighter in your car? No, or? this one's an AC only, so okay. I pre-charge them at home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you've got six batteries, it'll last you maybe half an hour. Also, yeah, yeah. But your the brain power—that's what I can't understand, right? When you're flying a Mavic Pro, an Air, a Mini, whatever, it's just forward, up, side, nice and easy. But then when you're flying something that doesn't really care about gravity, yep. right? You're having to think about how much power yes. it keeps off the ground, yes. and how much power you need to get underneath a tree or whatever it is. Yeah. How do you? As soon as you finish flying for half an hour, your brain must be like, oh man, I'm yes. exhausted. Like, Five minutes seems like a long time. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you may think it's a very short time, but believe it's me like not. Boxing, it's like boxing, you know, someone yes, that boxes yeah. for five minutes, like they just need a break, yeah. they need to stop. And I'd be the same, I'd take that off yeah. and I'd be sweaty. Yeah. And <laughs> or even go-karting, if you like go, go-karting. Like, yeah, it doesn't you last go-kart long, for ten, 10 minutes and you think like, yeah, wow, arms like, it, it looks like it's been an hour. Yeah, yeah. drone flying is like that. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. So, mm. so what did you do before drones like you're a bit of a hobbyist and yeah. you've got your skateboards yeah there's like rc that. cars i was into off-road rc cars and it's interesting because uh i was into them and then we got electric skateboards which is effectively and rc like, cars Hello. you can ride on yeah and it's like <laughs> rc cars kind of irrelevant now because the skateboards are more exciting you still see them though we go down to the bmx track sometimes with the you, off-road boards you, and they're there trying to do the jumps too. you have a, a genuine rc track near your house okay this is just behind the bunnings uh, right behind oh yeah the i know that because yeah. there's a yeah. motorbike track just up there as well mm -hmm. i know yeah, exactly they, they race one tenth uh, off-road buggies there every weekend i have to go check it out yeah. i'll go down and, and find it what are we saying in here uh you can buy a kit for a startup now yes. i think there's that's probably going to bring us in to something that we wanted to show some uh, people. Let me talk about the kit, right. So the DJI one? No, or? the Beta FPV. Uh, Did we bring it up? Micro Whoop Drone Racing. This yes. One? So Beta FPV, they do make kits. I'm just going to bring this up so everyone can see it. One sec. Uh, and six. Yeah. One minute. I've just got to get this screen sharing happening. It's one thing I didn't do before I came on. Give me one sec. If you if you click on drones, okay, yeah. If you click on drones, there will be a kit there, I believe. Uh, just click on a brush, I don't know, brushless series. Yeah. Brushless yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, yep. Drones. Whoops. Hang on. Brushless motors or brush brushless. Uh, motors? There should be kits drones. somewhere. Anyway, it's uh, too hard to find. But anyway, they do have kits, so you can yeah. you can buy drone with a controller with goggles yep. all about i checked the prices just yesterday on a beta fpv like for that. yeah like yeah. for it's gonna it like it will sell you like 200 to 150 australian dollars but the problem with these kids like if you want to give it somebody as a present to a kid just to play it's okay but if you want to get into the hobby the goggles and controllers or nikki's are rubbish like you will outgrew them like in two months and the value of them will be zero you but won't I, be able I, to sell them at all <laughs> i think it'd be so funny as well that you get this you buy this for a present for your son or whatever yeah. he opens it up 
There's no batteries. Yes. Yeah. There's no remote. Yeah, that's that's a good job. <laughs> it's a it's a bit of plastic and, and a bit of camera. Like and and yeah, then he's like, oh, what am I going to do with this? He has to go and buy the yeah. joystick and all that kind of but stuff. But you can buy a kit with everything. Yes. Yeah, but it's a start. And I think yeah, I remember the first time I got a drone, which was the Phantom Two. I'm just trying to figure out how to turn it on. And I remember back then that on your joystick, like this one here, you would go like that. Down, yes. left, and bottom yeah. right, or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. right? And up, boom, boom. And I'm like, <gasps> I had no idea how to turn it off. I had no, didn't know how to stop it. And I was smashing everything in the house. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, that's why I think something like this, where it's got all those compartments on it and all this protection comes in handy. Let me just plug the butter in this one. We'll oh, here we go. To show the footage. All right, so we're going to see what it looks like on the screen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, while you're doing that, we'll just in. have a look at some of the comments that are coming in. Can we see that? Can the camera see this? I think Emacs one of the top with the kits in th at the moment. Would that be right? Emacs? Emacs, yes. Yep. Yes. Emacs, yep, they can see that. Emacs, for the micro drones, Emacs Tiny Hawk just uh, came, they just came out with Tiny Hawk 2. Which is looks very promising. Tony Hawk or Tiny? Ti tiny, tiny. Tiny Hawk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. So this is that's the, the footage. Yep. So you can probably see it on the screen here too. Yep. So just uh, bring it up just a little bit. That's mm. what it looks like. That's actually not too bad. Yes. And this is the smallest drone. So if you fly, that's the little drone. If you're flying around, Hang this on. is so what you're going to see. This way, there's you right there. There's the camera. That's pretty responsive too. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty cool. I'll just bring up this here. So that's coming out of there. You can see up, down, up, down. That's, that's really responsive. Yes. Yeah, that's the lag. So the lag is crucial. It is because you they don't want to be even a split second yeah. away because you'll uh, something. 60 millisecond lag between the controls and your eyes. It's like it's pretty much the limit. You can't fly anything over it. So if I said like this, like here's my head, one, two, three, it's, it's instant. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it's out, but not by much. Yeah, it's very cool. It's got its little cute, cute little lights underneath. These lights mean something as well. No, just, uh, they do. Like when you once you plug it in, the flight controller signals its state with the lights. But right. once it's on, I think it's just for showing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's awesome. So and that's the smallest one. So once yeah. you step up in size with the drone, it means better cameras and better image. Mm. And there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of competition, a lot of different products. Yeah. Like UAV Fu uh, Futures, one of the people that I follow as well, who's actually in the Melbourne Electric Riders Club. He um, he's got hundreds of them. He's got them all on the back of his wall, and he, yeah. he, he yeah. gets sent them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's quite cool. Uh, well, the guy that buys the kit and doesn't do the research to see what the kit is, there must be an idiot. I started to spend. I, st I started. I spent twelve hundred pound on my first drone and goggles. That's a familiar story. Like yeah. that's that's a slippery. You Once you start putting money into it, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's Spider just FPV. another money pit. With a with a name like that, I think he's uh, he knows what he's yeah. talking about. So yes. yeah, Tiny Hawk Two. He's he's saying he's got yes around four millisecond. That's crazy. That uh, video response yes. rate. Yep. Amazing, and it, and it keeps that no matter how far. Like, what's the distance that you can get? Uh, this one's not not too much. You know, this is designed for indoor flying. For but this one, you can get away maybe just a football field away. Okay, it's gonna be fine. Or so. Yeah, yep. this one, depending on antenna, that can be like up to kilometer, one kilometer right. out. Yeah, yeah, that's the big but five inch. But then one. it's actually the danger when you fly away that that far, is not the, uh, losing the video footage, is uh, losing the radio feed. Because uh, so what happens if you're going like this and it loses? Does it just keep going? Uh, this is when you. This is why you need to set up what's called failsafe. Right. 
Right. So because it's dangerous if the drone just continues flying, can hit somebody, yeah. most of the drones set up, when, when the radio cuts up, it just cuts the motors and it flies and crashes. It, it just crashes immediately. This is called dreaded, dreaded fail-safe, and it's just number one dreadful reasons for like, this is what the FPV pilots fear most. It's called fail-safe, yeah. One thing that's really good about these is you don't have any kind of geofencing. Yeah. Have you, I've experienced that before. That's bad. So basically, if you're not sure what that is, that's if you're going along and you hit, it's kind of like a um, an invisible force field, really. Mm -hmm. Like it's it the drone pick, picks up the satellite. This is most mostly on the DJI ones, and it says you can't go in this zone. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's like a air airport or whatever. And you hit it, and you can't go further. Yeah. When that happened to me, I'm on a boat that I wasn't in control of, <laughs> okay. and I'm like, oh my god, and I couldn't get it back. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm thinking off the top of my head, I'm going to go, I'm going to find a house. I'm going to put it in its um, backyard. I know exactly where the house is because I'm going to lose connection at some point. I landed in the back of the house, took a photo of the um, Google map so that when I, when we got back off the boat, which is a couple of, hour, couple of hours later, I knew which house to go and knock on the door with and get the drone back and it worked. It worked really well. There's a video on YouTube of a guy whose uh, phantom decided to land into a lake and he sees it going down. Oh yeah, and, and he's, he's like swimming. And and swims <laughs> to it and catches it in hand. Because it's, it's, it just starts going beep, yeah. beep, beep, and it just starts dropping. Like not fast, but it just slowly drops. And yes. yeah, he's swimming out <laughs> into that lake and he just grabs it in time, doesn't he? Very cool. Um, Kyle, so Jay could fly that into an abandoned warehouse to make sure there's nobody in there before he enters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I should be doing that a little bit more often. Um, I was in one over the weekend and um, wasn't, yeah, you could say it's abandoned. It's very interesting. Um, it's government, it's a government building too, so we've got to be careful with it. But do you find, like, what's the best places for you to go flying? Do you, do you go to some of those abandoned places? It depends or? on the kinds of drones. Like, uh, like if you want to go get into the fly and first question you should ask, right? What kind of flying do you want to do? Is it going to be racing or freestyle or cinematic slow sweeping flights? Few, is, is there a lot of categories? Um, like for you, what are you? Are you a freestyler? Or are you... I don't know. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. Here's the yeah. question. Like you should, you should. All these, all these means different drones. But if you never flew before, how do you know? You're not going to answer this question, right? So you just need to try. So uh, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for like a couple of years, on and okay. off. I'm not very active in it. I just don't go. Like out once every couple of weeks. Once, yeah, once, once, once a week. Yeah, yeah. weekends. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so then you start to realize what kind of drone pilot you are. Yes. So you yeah. might be wanting to do all the cool dodgy stuff yes. or, yeah. or you might just want to learn how to be doing it. You're yeah. a beginner. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not into racing. That's probably, I don't need a racing, like hardcore racing drones. Uh, I made like freestyle drones. Maybe I'm just still trying on it. Micros are like a lot. And one of the things I'm just drooling over is, uh, cine whoops, cine like from cinema. These are drones a bit larger than this one. Mm -hmm. They have ducted fans, so the propellers are not exposed. Then they have, uh, they have an HD camera on top. So they are designed for like slow cinematic flying. Yep. And this, this is like, this is very popular now. This category just exploding. Yeah, I bet. And yeah, you see these on a lot of, um, a lot of YouTube. They, they're really flogging these out there. Yeah. And like you said, $100 or something for one of these and then all your joysticks and everything. Like what, what kind of money are you talking about? Like for a hobby like this, if someone wants to get into it, thinking it's not going to be too expensive, there's it never, becomes expensive. There's never an end on it. Too. It's like once you get into it, you start dreaming about new drones, new chargers, new goggles, new everything. <laughs> yeah, just don't want to, there's so much stuff I want to buy. I just need to hold myself. Amazing.
Wow. One of the uh, one of the exciting scenes, like uh, the, like the most most important piece of equipment are the goggles. Yeah. Goggles. And this is the one you're going to right now. This is your. Yes. Yeah. Your I, shark. Got, I got this, got them a couple of uh, years ago. These are not new models. Don't buy these ones if no. you can. They, they get the job done. These are, these are cheap and reliable. Yeah. But goggles is the most crucial piece of equipment. They make or break your FPV experience. And if you go for something top of the line like Fred Sharks IGTO2 with OLED screens, they are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. Like they're way like they better than the So what these do you use? This is mostly your the one that they you just, use right yeah, now. I, they don't have any other ones like yeah. these ones, but these these are antique. And it's got a HDMI out? Yes, uh, in HDMI in, in input. So you can plug in, yeah, something like this. It's, it's funny, like, because um, DJI has everything to make us to enable FPV. They just don't want to, right? You can see the footage from through your phone, but you can't get this video out. There is no HDMI out, nor everything. But they used to have an FPV, uh, used to have an, an FPV product. This is called FPV goggles mm. and if yeah. you have a mavic you can pair it and yeah. it streams like hd video into the goggles but interesting thing is these goggles are not compatible with mavic air because they changed mini, the i think yeah yeah mavic, the, mavic air, but the last which, which is the last one mavic the mini, mini is the latest mini, mini latest yeah. they're not compatible because they uh change the video transmission technology mm. and this is like puts it under question are they going to be compatible with the future products or not nobody knows so talking about DJI, yeah. you um, one of your show notes is one of the links yes. that we want to have a look at. This is this is what's currently uh, taking the world by storm. This is what's released this year, and it's called the DJI, DJI Digital FPV System. It's a kit. If you scroll a little bit down, it's a kit consisting of good, of goggles, remote. Is that four antennas there? Do you think? Yes, there are four antennas. Uh, goggles, remote, camera, and it's called uh, this silver thing on the, the drone unit. this is the dji air unit these things allow for 720p or even like 180p full hd video transmission over four kilometers distance wow and, and that's still with the same refresh rate like still refresh made rates still latency and you can put it on this drone so it's the drone doesn't come with this system no it's the technology that powers the drone yes but lots and of third-party manufacturers they picked it up and you can buy a pre-built drone with this system built in this is a very big thing like i reckon this is the most exciting time to get into fpv mm. because this video transmission this is an analog video transmission it's not like it's not different from your wireless security cameras, right? All, all the, you get all the interference, all, all the stuff, and it's basically an SD, SD footage, like four, four, 480 lines. This is, we've been promised digital FPV system for years, but we never delivered. There were, were attempts before. Connex, no relation to Melbourne train, they came up with the system called Connex ProSite, which promised a lot, but unfortunately had some serious flaws. This is the first attempt, like, which, Wow! Nearly everyone loves eight drones flown simultaneously with the same kit, 1080p yep. at 60 frames a second, yes. so you can slow it down in post if you yes. wanted to. Yes. And the footage out of this, I'm just having a look. Is this a stabilized camera? Or no, it it's not be, stabilized no? camera. No, yeah. but it has a built-in uh, digital recorder on the air unit, so you can record HD video on the drone itself. Amazing. So let's just have a quick look at this video, mm -hmm. and I'll just make sure that the input's correct. You want some water? Mm, yeah. Let's see. 
it should be coming through. Let me just check. Oh, I haven't even played it yet. I was wondering why the audio wasn't working. Here we go. The absolute freedom of flying like a bird is a long-held dream of mankind. Here, but, flying um, FPV drones is a thrilling experience and brings you closer good, to this than anything else. Yes, so it, what makes a difference, you see crystal clear, crisp Today's analog video signal only If you're flying like analog FPV, quality, resulting in an overall like poor FPV experience. You, you won't be able to see that. Although it's very, very hard because cameras are not that good, the video transmission is not as good. With this thing, you will see that. That makes what you're saying. So you can do the balance, or you can you don't have to, which is the uh, you were telling me before. Where it's what's that called again? Uh, acro mode. Yeah, acro. Yeah. These of these lines are flying acro with these drones, but it's just the video transmission is much clearer and the picture is much better. Um, downside of these goggles is that they don't have analog input yet. So if you if you get a bunch of other drones, you won't be able to reuse these uh, goggles. However, there are like hacky third-party solutions where you can actually get get analog image into the drones. Amazing. Um, I've got some uh, audio is good. Thanks, John. I haven't actually swapped out the audio yet. So if it is in sync, let me know. It'd be really important. Jonathan Creek, you're the guy. Let me know if it's balancing. Um, that'd be great. Yo to Zek 2000 You're a, an old old school uh, watcher. Thanks very much. Kyle, I used to fly remote control airplanes and we'd write our phone number and our name on the airplane in case we lost signal and then put $50 reward if found on the side of the airplane. Yeah. Have you done anything like that too? Uh, no, not hopefully. No, no. Like, like I was lucky enough not like to your do that. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spider FPV says don't have to buy the transmitter. That is true. With this system, you don't have to buy a transmitter because if you have a transmitter like this, you can use this one. But gotcha. if you're just getting into the hobby, this is a pretty good package. Yeah. Like all this stuff retails for like last time I checked about thousand Australian dollars with the transmitter. This is a very good value for this quality goggles and the transmitter and everything. So I wasn't even aware that uh, DJI was actually in the FPV. I knew that they were in the kind of corporate commercial mm, yeah. high quality video and stuff, but it seems like they're getting back to basics with yes. this as well. Yes. It's, um, it's quite cool. Jonathan Creek was saying before as well that um, the amount of audio, sorry, amount of frequency that's going into your brain if there's four of them. But these are receivers. Get some headaches, this yeah. is a receiver. They don't transmit. No, but you, all that's coming back into you, yeah? Uh, the, the power, like, like you imagine. Well, what's the so, kind of hurts that you're, you're getting? Uh, so uh, analog video is by 5.8 uh, gigahertz, the same as your Wi-Fi. And uh, the power, like this drone, if you fly it around the house, the transmitter is 25 milliwatts. This is nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, you can scale it up. To, this is 200 milliwatts, a little bit more. But if you're flying out 400 meters, probably, it's, still it's probably not as much no. as you're getting through Wi-Fi signals no, at your it's office. It's much less than your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. OK. No, oh, look at this now. So you're going to give this a crack? You're going to I want to. Next time I have an extra $1,000 lying somewhere yeah, in my house, well, I will. Yeah. yeah. We all have that. We've got a couple of shoeboxes under the bed, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Um, wow. So you want to talk about safety of these things? Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, we're slightly off beat with the mics. So one sec, I'll just reset that. Let's see if that makes it any better. So just one sec. And I know you're after some water.
tap. Yeah, right, we're good. Now, I don't have water in here right now. Yeah, just but would you like... Drink. Yeah. Uh, it's Red Bull. Is that how it right for you? Can I, go, can I have a Coke? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> Is it yeah. like... Uh, here we go. Uh, it's, your, it's got my name all my over name it. Yeah. No, we can't, we can't touch that. So. There you go. It's not cold, but it'll do the job. It's okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So, safety. Let's talk about that. Now, when it comes to my one oh it's quite fizzy that's good yeah. just going to get the mac mini one sec yeah not the mac mini We're just having a little break here your mics are slightly off beat they should be much better now let me know mr creek mr creek was on last week oh i'm a poet didn't even know it so this is you haven't seen this in the flesh i saw that yeah but i just knew i flew it okay so Oh, this one's the new, right? Uh? Yeah, this is the Mac Mini, mm -hmm. and when you compare it to, it's about it's a similar size. Yeah, they check the props. Width and depth, but check the, the prop size. The prop size is what matters. So if I let's just do that one there. Right, so there, right there, and then you have a look at one. Two, it's probably what four times, yeah, maybe three you know, times like, the what size. What about this one? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's nearly the same. I would say they're about five inch props as well. well. What's, what's interesting, right, is I'll show you the battery in this in a second. What was five, five minutes? Yeah. Battery? Yes. This one's 28 minutes. This is amazing technology. And yes. I, it's amazing that yep. it, it can do that. And the blades are a lot. Oh, hang on. They're almost about the same there. And this is why DJI has the drone market all to themselves now. Because they've got, it's, it must be about being efficient. Yes. With the battery. And I'll show you. I'll just open up the Have battery. you heard about a company called 3DR, 3D Robotics? They were market leaders before DJI came along. They, had, they made, used to make drones called 3DR Solo, and it was amazing. But then DJI appeared and just ate their lunch. They, and they've got the marketing. And they've, yes. got, they've got the skill. They've got the technology. <laughs> we're getting some eScape questions in here now from Renats. <laughs> I'll quickly answer that one for you. Uh, Baja or Trampa, which one do you prefer? They have pluses and minuses in both of them. Um, you've got a Baja. You've yes. just seen the Trampa sitting yes. over there too. Um, I find the Trampa is very, very good for your all-terrain, high-end, high-powered kind of inclines if that's the area that you live. Baja G4, which is the one that I'm riding, and it's just been serviced as well, um, does have good power, but it doesn't seem to have as much power as the Trampa board. Um, the Baja is great for your city commuting. Um, if you want something that'll get you 30 Ks in one sitting, fantastic like that. So they both have their pluses and minuses. Like you've, you've probably seen both now. What's, what do you think? Uh, so one of the reasons I prefer Baja board is because I deal with lipo batteries in a drone. I don't like an idea having lipo batteries in my, especially uh, between board. your legs. I don't, I, I don't want to burn my house down. I don't like my house. <laughs> that's why it's in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> you can put your house down. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's lipo. my garage. I don't know if you noticed yeah, it's lipo. separate completely to the house. So. Lipo fire can be dangerous. You need to look after your lipo batteries. There are rules. Like you can't leave them fully charged. They don't like it. You don't. Uh, you uh, should care about discharge as well. You, if you discharge a lipo battery below three volts per cell, they are as good much as better. dead. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. So it, it's they take care. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. The the amount of power I've probably got sitting here in cells and um, lipo would be phenomenal. It's quite scary, actually. Yeah. Um, and. Even these small little batteries, right? Yes. They they can pack a punch. Yes. If so, you throw that against a very hard concrete floor, yep. they could damage and they could be yep. very bad. 
So you were saying before you use an old army box or an army yes, tin to... Yep. Yeah. So do you want to explain what you do in order to keep safe? Like so there are rules. Uh, rules when you're dealing with the LiPo batteries. Uh, the first rule is that uh, you need to charge it appropriately. Use a LiPo charger like this one, mm -hmm. which is designed to uh, charge LiPo batteries. Balance them. So this, this balancing lead right here plugs into the charger and it just makes sure that all the cells are exactly of the same voltage. So you need to do it every mm. time you charge it. Mm -hmm. uh, Keep talking. I want to show you the tramper charger. Yeah. Uh, don't discharge your batteries below three volt per cell. If you fly in a drone, you should keep an eye on the voltage gauge. If it goes like with, with this large drone, if it goes below three and a half volts, it means this is pretty much the time to land. These little ones, they can fly a little bit more. But if you discharge a battery below three volts, it's pretty much dead. You can you can restore it still, but it's not going to be as good as the other one. And and what about the recharge? How many recharges do you as get? As long in as they last. Like one you once the battery starts to go, you'll feel it. Like instead of five minutes flight, you you'll get, get two minutes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So have a look at this. Mm -hmm. This is the Tramper charger that comes with it. It's an ultra power one. It's one of the newer ones that they have. They used to have a different one than this, but this will, it's got two, you can you can actually charge two boards at the same time on this if you wanted to. So for me, I'm just using one of the outlets here. This thing goes into this that splits it into a 6S, two 6Ss. And then they, this kind of, like you were saying, they regulate the battery, make sure that the voltage yep. going in is, yes. is fine. And then you've got the actual charge lead. But well, believe so it or not, this charger is not that different from this one. No, this it's is, just bigger. Yeah, it's got two channels as well. You can charge two batteries at the same time. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's good. Like it's yeah. fail safe. I've had, I've done it because I'm so new to how to charge lipos that I've put them in incorrectly, or the other way around. Yep. And luckily, the screen tells yep. you it's mismatched or there's a there's a there's an issue with it. Um, so yeah. But thankfully, you keep it safe. Never do it in your own house, like you were saying before. Uh, ne ne always do it in a garage or... Yours deliver more, delivers more current because you've got huge batteries. You've got 20, 20 million... Two times 20,000 yes. million. So yeah. uh, the batteries, you usually charge the batteries, but that's called the C rating. C rating is the number which is written of them. So you've got 20,000. Yep. That means you can charge them at 20 amps. And right. we, I'm charging, I think at the moment at 14. Yeah, so, so this, it's one, under, this it's one, like 1 1.3, uh, so you can you can charge them at 1.3 amp. This is like nominal charge. And it is incredibly important to know that that, that kind of information. I mean, you this is very much a hobby, but you're getting into the electrical yes. issues mm -hmm. with, with safety as well. If you try and charge this on something that's up like this, yep. you're going to have some major issues. You'll blow your battery, won't you? Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, you, you put the batteries in like a fireproof bag, like like this one, for example. This is kind of fireproof when I charge it. And when I don't use it, they just sit in a metal box, army armor box in my garage. I've noticed that too. Sometimes you have to wrap them in that kind of stuff while they're charging. Yep. And they can get hot um, sometimes, but you yeah, if they melt, if they blow or melt yes. or something, yeah. that, that kind of helps in a, in a little bit. What are LiPo batteries? Says uh, uh, this is the chemistry, lithium polymer batteries. That's what it means. This it's is the, the internal chemistry. chemistry of the yep. battery itself, which is different from uh, lithium ion batteries, which most of us has in our uh, phones and as well. yeah, yeah. all of our, our devices. Yeah. Uh, lithium ion batteries are more forgiving. Like you can charge them and you can store them fully charged for extended period of time. Lapas you usually shouldn't. 
Like, I know if I leave these batteries fully charged for a week, they will puff, and if they puff, that means They'll it's expand, time. expand, will they? Yes, it's right. time to discharge of them. And disposing of these batteries is not easy as well. For us, like we live in Australia, I found that... Uh, um, uh, the local battery, tips don't battery like vault, battery vault take lipo batteries for recycling. So whenever your battery goes bad, I just drop it off there. Mm. Because if the battery is puffed, it's dangerous. You need to get rid of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's no point trying to use it because something's wrong with it yes. internally. Yeah. yeah. But gotcha. the lipo batteries are not the only danger the drones poses. The other danger is the props. Like if something goes wrong and you plug the drone onto your bench and the rotor starts spinning, well. This one, zoom, 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 it goes all over the place. Like this one won't chop your fingers off, but you'll be bleed, right? Wow. It, it'll make you bleed. So you need yep. to be very, very careful about this. We have a camera issue. Just uh-huh. keep going, mate. Yeah. Uh, also, when you're flying in a park somewhere, you need to be careful about mindful of other people, because if you're flying at 100 kilometers an hour, you can kill somebody if you just bump into somebody's head. This is why the rules exist. This is why we have drone flying rules. Amazing. Oh, there, you're back on color. And you're a little bit fuzzy. Hang on. One sec. We're having some technical things going on today. Kali says, uh, "18650 battery is way better than lipos. The 18650 is a form factor. They don't tell anything about the battery chemistry. It's just the form and size. All the quality. Yeah, uh, all the quality. But mm. uh, the batteries, 1850 battery, we know are the lithium-ion batteries. 18650 is a very popular in yeah. skateboards as well. Yes. Um, and they like Senyo, Samsung, yeah. whole bunch of." Uh, Manufacturers like yeah. to use those mm-hmm. Tesla too. cars. Tesla cars have, have them inside, but they are not the same as you have. No, they, uh, that's a good question as well because you seem to know a fair bit about this stuff. Um, Tesla, uh, Tesla have them underneath um, yes. the whole way along, underneath the car, don't they? Yeah. And what are they? They're not actually little cells. Yeah, they are cells. They are. So the difference between these cells we use in your skateboards and the Tesla cells, that the Tesla cells are way more dangerous because they don't have a protecting chip inside them. Instead of the safety inside the battery, Tesla designed the whole enclosure. It's like like um, like a like what was the bee thing? Like the beehive that the batteries are slotted in. Right. And if the battery, it is a monitoring circuit, monitoring all the batteries. And if the battery goes wrong, the whole enclosure is flooded. So this is make it safe. There's the external uh, wow. flooded with what? With water? Uh, some kind of foam or whatever. Whatever. Right. No, no, not the water. Some something fireproof. Yeah, and that does that mean too that because it is com- compartmentalized, that if a cell does fail, the system knows it won't yes. actually stop you from driving. It just says, yes. "Hey, there's a problem with one of the yep. parts of the the pack." Yes, there is a BMS, BMS monitoring system constantly monitoring all the cells. Because one thing you don't want is that car just shuts off completely and yeah. you're, you're stranded. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that they've thought about that stuff too. That's pretty cool. Jelly, what's up, Creek? Yeah, a whole bunch of people. I don't even know how many people are watching right now. Let's have a quick squeeze. We have, oh, nine. I thought there was more people in than that. Uh, so well, let's have a look at some other stuff. What do we got here? Uh, so like um, the source of knowledge. Uh, there is one guy, his name is Joshua Bardwell, and he comes by the moniker FPV Knows It All. He's a YouTuber like you. Mm-hmm. He does it full time. He puts up videos, reviews, uh, how-tos, tutorials every single day. And for me, he's a number one source of all the information that comes from FPV. Uh, this, this is his site, um, uh, the FPV Know, know It All website. Uh, this particular section is about what you should buy. So if you're coming into the hobby, you don't know what to buy, you come here and he tells you what to buy. That's as easy as that. Is this how you started? No, I found it. I found him out after I started. But if I was starting now, this is where I would go, 
because he tested all the stuff. He finds the best stuff, most reliable, and yeah, you that that's all you need. Mm. That's good. So for anyone that's watching this after the fact or during this, if you are thinking of getting something, how much would it cost you just to get a basic kit? You know, your uh, um, drone, joystick, okay, charger, battery. So if you want to get into the hobby, what I would do, check out secondhand stuff. There is a like uh, active secondhand markets. People don't like their drones. They get rid out of them. Mm. And they're still good flying. This, this is a secondhand drone. Like this is the Armatan Chameleon, which was like top flying machine like three years ago, a year ago. Uh, new one sets you off about like 400, 500 bucks. A year ago, I bought it for 200 bucks from somebody. That's also dollar by the way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But how Come, do you know if that's going to be not damaged, not abused, not smashed? Like if I looked at that right now, and this did, you know, I can see a little bit of damage. That's probably you. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't know if this was right. Like, does it have the right guards? Does it have um, is the camera okay? Yeah. Like, how, how do people know? Yeah, if you don't you know, don't. you just fix it. Yeah. Like one right. of the part, of, like when, when you get on this, this hobby, you need to buy a toolkit. You need to buy a soldering iron. Yeah. You need to learn to solder because it's just the part of the process. you can't expect it's going to work the whole no, time. No, yeah. no. The thing, and you, and you cra if you crash, right, you need to fix it. And you crash all the time. It's just mm. part of the hobby. Yeah, damn. Uh, so the, this is the drone. Uh, this this transmitter, I would take about, say, $150, but you can... Yep, ah, that's the camera. Cameras keep going on. <laughs> like this is one's about 150 to 100 dollars new, but uh, you can buy a second-hand one. Now goggles are interesting. As I said, it's the most crucial piece of equipment. You can buy something like this for 100 bucks, and you'll mm -hmm. be fine flying them. But if you want something better, it's like 400, 500 dollars wow. easy. But they make a huge difference. Like the difference between these this kit. And like modern OLED goggles, like for sharks, it's just just like you, you can't describe. It's just. But if you're sky. getting into it, and you're not quite sure what to expect. You don't know that that kind of stuff's there. Then you're going to be happy until yeah. you do a bit more research. You figure out what's yeah. going on, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. That's going to help me. That's going to make my experience, like you mm -hmm. said before, a whole lot better. So that's the evolving, and I think that's the same. Like with. Drones, I've gone through a Phantom 2, a Phantom 4, a Mavic Pro. Now I'm on the Mavic Mini. Um, I'm finding though, like for my purpose, just like yours, like you have different styles. Mine is just to get a good cinematic shot. I can take that anywhere. It's super compact. Yeah. Like that's everything. That's the drone, yes. the joystick, three batteries, yes. a charger. Like everything's in that little box and it's super light. Yeah. Um, so each to their own really. Yeah. If, and this kind of stuff freaks me out. I don't know how people do it i don't have the brain power to be processing and figuring out what's going on but that's like going through i've seen some of the guys going through like warehouses just small doors doing their flips mm -hmm. it's amazing to see yeah and um, um, yeah the best value of getting into fpv i see is if you go to like local facebook groups there's usually something like fpv buy and sell where people trade stuff somebody's getting out of hobby because I see it over and over again. The guy posts like, I'm getting out of hobby, I'm selling everything. And you can buy a kit of everything, like drones, chargers, yeah. everything. Like you, you can get like 400, $500. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. And yeah. then like, yes. I just want to offload it to one yeah. person. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. I just got a small kit and that, that's it. Yeah, I'm not doing it Amazing, anymore. yeah, that's the way. I would buy new to start. Yeah, I don't know, like, um, yeah. if you have the money, it's, sure. Yes, it's like people say, don't buy new a car, car for your first yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, Because you're gonna crash it. It's, yeah, but sometimes it, yeah. if you're young and you don't have 
20 grand to spend yeah. on a car, you've got a grand or yeah. something. Then buy a Ford Mustang, the first car. Yeah, Ford yeah, Mustang. For, yeah, for your teenage, would you buy a Ford Mustang for your teenage son? No. First, no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, no way. No, because you, you have to buy something that can be wrecked. Yes. Because they will wreck it. Yeah. My yeah. first car I wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I, I got my first car when I got to Australia already because I didn't have a have car before. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, mine was a 1982 Toyota yeah. Corolla and it was my Nana's and I think I smashed it up in the first three weeks. I reversed out of a McDonald's car park, smashed right into a Commodore, done. Not good. Yeah. The FPV drones are the same. If you buy an expensive one as your first drone, you'll wreck it. One other thing I want to say, if you, if you buy a drone and you pay money for it, you need to be prepared just to kiss it goodbye at the spot because they live on borrowed time. Sooner or later, you're going to crash it. And exactly. You're gonna wreck it. Yeah. And then you learn. That's <laughs> yes. the biggest thing yeah. too. And then you learn not to do that anymore or change or whatever it is. It's the same with electric skateboarding. Do you need to buy a soldering iron, a glue gun, glue sticks, mm-hmm. etc.? Yeah. For a tramper, do you need one for a tramper? Tramp? I have had zero issues with that tramper mm. so far. Um, there is a little weird rattling going on, but... It, I can't find where it's coming from. Everything's tight. All the screws, all the bolts, all the all the everything. It's all fine. Um, I think it's actually to do with the um, uh, the uh, where you put your feet. But other than that, it's been great. No dramas. But the, yeah. the, like like you're saying, these boards are very. They're not DIY, but they do need a bit of care. Yes. Just like these. You and, need tools for a Baja board. You need you need tools. And you were looking at some of the tools that they've, yeah. they've built over there too. Mm-hmm. So if you can grab them for us. Uh, um, yep, Come that on. one there. So uh, pretty much this here, Tramper gave this to us. This is almost every single screw you could possibly need to fix your board out on the road. Uh, so if anything was to happen, it's got an, an 8, a 7, a 10, and a 16 ready for you to do. So that'll take your wheels off. It'll take all the screws off. Uh, nice and simple. And what they also gave us, if you can throw that over. That one? Yep. Is they made a bottle opener for us as well, or a beer opener. That's the only one I would be using anyway. So yeah, like I think Tramp is, again, they, they're thinking of things that people will need to try and minimize the amount of effort to, to maximize their amount of enjoyment on, on a board. And it's the same for these things too. Yes. If, if DJI can come up with something that is modular, that's simple, that can connect to these kind of things, that kind of, I guess, makes sense for the novice or the beginner that's trying to get into the sport if they've got a bit of cash. Uh, flying, crashing, and fixing is just part of the hobby. Yeah. So one of the reasons I, I like this guy, because it, it's very robust. I crashed it all over again and still in one piece. Mm. This one, thing, if you fly 100 kilometers an hour, crash into a tree, it's going to break, right? You're going to fix it. But only parts of that will break, isn't it? So you can, yes. if it is the, um, the base plate on that, yeah. if it's just this here, mm-hmm. you crack maybe this one. Yep. You can just replace that, put everything Now, the frame it. you're holding, this is an Armaton. An Armaton comes with a lifetime warranty on the frame. So if you break it, they will replace, replace it, it for free. Okay. This, this like, but it costs, they charge money for it. Yeah. But yeah, they'll, that's, that's good though. Yeah. So you can good. smash it straight into a brick wall if you wanted to. And... Yeah, but don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Michael Gaddy's here. G'day, mate. Um, so yeah, Michael Gaddy, speaking of Tesla, I, yeah. he... I don't, have you met him? Yes. Yep. I did. Yeah. He uh, he's got a Tesla. He's got a Model Three with the performance pack on it, and we went out and I, he he let me have a ride and drive of it. Phenomenal. Have you been in a Tesla yet? I've been in it in a Tesla Model uh, S 
and the guy said this was like lowest level Tesla you could buy. It's still amazing. The acceleration is just unbelievable. Oh, you put, I put my foot down <laughs> and like my face was like, <laughs> it was incredible. So yeah, there are two videos coming out. I think next weekend, one of them is just having a look at the car and having a look at the, the dashboard and yeah. all the amazing things. Like you can play video games using the actual wheel and the accelerator and the foot plate uh, playing games on the on the screen while you're waiting for it to charge or if you just got nothing to do it's it, that's that's pretty incredible too yeah. but yeah the performance and how how low you feel to the ground and because all the weight the batteries are right underneath it gives it a lot of um a lot of it's just comfortable it's it's quite nice as well so, so I'm michael sure uh, be... he was waiting for his car for years right he's put a pre-order on it three years, ago. years i think it was i think he was saying so um yeah it was um quite cool oh my nine bot's working Fantastic. I haven't seen that before. Interesting. Okay. So okay. Nine, uh, Nightbot is a moderator that helps with capitalization, swearing, all that kind of stuff, bans people for five minutes or whatever. So, yeah, cool. I only installed that this week. Anyway. One more thing I want to talk about is our rules because there are rules for flying drones. Mm. And it uh, depends on where you're watching. Every country has their own rules. We live in Australia. In Australia, airspace is regulated by CASA, which is Civil Aviation uh, Safety, safety, safety Authority. authority. Safety authority. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, the drones are classified as UAV, that's unmanned aerial vehicles, and the rules apply to them. So in a nutshell, if you're flying a hobby drones, you shouldn't be, the number of things you shouldn't be doing. First of all, you shouldn't fly within five kilometer radius of active airfields, mm -hmm. like aerodromes. Uh, Helipads. Which, which is count, counts like, um, I, uh, helipads are different though. Are These are five kilometers to airfields, which counts like Moravian Airport. Yes, like, uh, yes and mm -hmm. then, yeah, mm -hmm. all the uh, helipads are not restricted. You just need to watch out for the incoming right, air traffic. Right, I didn't know that. You can fly that in your Because I've, yeah. I've noticed a whole bunch of drones Drones flying around the Yarra River, mm -hmm. um, right near where the helipad is, yes. and I'm like, how are they doing this? And you can tell they're Mavics or whatever, so that must be why. Yes, there is an official app uh, called Open Sky. If you download it, it'll just show you where you are and whether you can fly there or right. not. And it's like, it, I think it's uh, received notification about incoming traffic of the helicopter, so it will make. And that makes sense to well. a lot of this stuff too, the FPVs, because the these Mavics as well, they're built in to have that yes. kind of stuff as this well these none. days. So. They don't. These, these things don't care. Yeah. So another rule. You shouldn't be flying over 100 meters ceiling. You shouldn't be flying over buildings, other buildings yep. of somebody else's property. And you shouldn't be flying closer than 30 meters to people who do not participate in your activity, who, yep. not if, who are not aware that you're there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So these are the basic rules. Mm. And they're pretty basic. They're pretty basic yep. and they make sense. Like say, for the safety reason, they do make sense. Unfortunately, a lot of people go by like Mavic drones and mm. they just, they don't know the rules and then they crash it into Eureka Tower or something like that, which happened. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and that's the worst thing as well with some of these being bigger blades. The Mavic Pro's got very strong blades on them yeah. too. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, mine, I was, was going to go into the Yarra River. I was filming around an abandoned building and I, I could see it. It was just going to go. Um, and it didn't have, a, it didn't have GPS because I was in a, underneath a concrete building and I had to grab for it. And I cut up my fingers, bleeding everywhere. So you, you just got to be super careful. Um, not only with what CASA is telling you you can do and can't do, but holding that drone and picking it up. Or if you... If you, when you, do you land yours before you grab it? I think you have to, don't yes. you, with the FPV? Yeah, no, you'll you, like, you yeah. like, chop your finger off. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, but you do a Casey Neistat and you pick it up and you rotate it and it turns off and, um, yeah, I haven't done that before though. Besides CASA, what's interesting that the conceals start to impose their own rules. 
So like, and they say you can't fly on our land on the parks Victoria. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, parks Victoria don't allow you to fly it. You you can't fly at Wilson's Prom. You can't fly in uh, national parks. If you go to Darmon Dandenong, you can't fly in their parks. But this is actually a gray area. So. What I, I'm not not an expert on this, but what I heard is that the airspace controlled only by CASA and the conceals only control land. Therefore, you can't land or take off from the conceals land, but you can fly over. And this right. applies to the Parks Victoria as well. You can't so, take off, but you can fly <coughs> over. So what you're saying is you can't, if you want to film in a park, just yes. make sure you're parked or take off yes. outside of that. Yes. And then you're yeah. okay. But like, don't take our word for it. Just go go and check on the CASA website. I guess, yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense too because whoever is regulating this park, yeah. the rangers or whatever, they will be in there trying to find out who it is where if you're outside yeah. of it, then I guess you're mm -hmm. outside of there. Now, this is all for well. recreational flying. If you want to monetize on it, if you want to do commercial, it gets very complicated very, very quickly. Mm. And the CASA has a very broad definition of the commercial, commercial. flights, like it, everything. Uh, there are some exempt category which you can get away with not having a license. If you fly in a drone below two kilograms in weight and you're doing like filming for YouTube or for real estate agency, but you still need to register for it on the CASA website and you need to keep the flight log because they can request it. If you're flying for any other commercial purpose or you're flying large drones, you're not allowed to fly it unless you uh, get a certification as a remote pilot operator. Does that also uh, apply to those that do it for agriculture? You know, yes, so, they, yeah. they are huge drones. They need to be licensed operators mm. and you, they need to have uh, flight plans and permissions. These drones are more like aircraft. They're like massive. I've seen yeah. them where... Even farmers, rather than putting crops out with uh, tractors or whatever, yeah. they have these huge drums, like liquid drums that are underneath and they can spray out, I think even um, DJI. They, DJI they Matrice, make yeah, they make drones. DJI Matrice is a huge them. one, yeah. Yeah, the Matrice, you're exactly right. So let's just jump back into here. I love the fact that you brought your own notes yeah. as well. Um, I think I covered pretty much all of it. Let's see if I can find, here we go. So. Enterprise, I think it is. Uh, by the way, if you look at the Mavic Mini, what's the late, latest one? Mavic Mini, yep. right? Uh, it has 249 grams on it, little oh, no, and largely. Do you, know why, do, you know, do you know why? Yeah, because it's one gram after under US. the uh, US regulation. Yes, yes. Yeah, in so US, you need to register everything which is over 250 trees, grams. Trees, yeah. right, it, yeah. we, we don't need to here. For us, cutoff weight is two kilograms. A tree, some trees. Uh, I'm going to have to search for it. M A T R I S. Yeah, if you go to Avalon Air Show, they have like, usually like drone pavilion. They have all these huge drones in there. They are amazing. This is it, here, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Matrice is a is a camera platform, but I think like like uh, agricultural drones are even larger. I'll find it. D J I A. No, this is this is Matrice. Yeah, no, but I wanted to show. Uh, this, that um, one. Yeah, I don't know what where what the, crop, is. the crop agriculture drone. Yeah. See if we can get this quickly. Hundred liters. Hundred liters, like that's the world's most powerful drone. That's got to be like this is this means it's more than hundred kilograms weight. Seven millisecond speed, six amp hour per hour productivity, hundred liters capacity. Look at this thing. What kind of battery does it does thing? Oh, it'd be phenomenal, wouldn't it? It may be uh, like fuel cells because you know there are drones with fuel cells, hydrogen fuel cells. Look at this. 
spraying out crops. It's incredible. Look at these sensors on the front. No, that was the top. Amazing. Like, this is where, yes, you definitely need to have a license to do something like yes. that. You're not going to take off and try and film a festival or something with that one, that's yep. for sure. It's just a word of warning to the, for the guys who want to shoot YouTube videos or movies and put them there. Mm. You may not need a license for it, but you still need to register with the CASA and you need to maintain a flight log because you can't do it just a recreational flying. And to get the um, licenses as well, they're quite expensive, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah, like three and a half thousand dollars uh, or something. It's a course, it's an instructor-led course, and then the certification. Yeah, yeah. and I, I know one of the guys in our electric riders group who's done that, and he can pretty much take off from anywhere. Yeah. He's put in his credentials into the Mavic, or sorry, into DJI. Mm -hmm. Everything's open yep. for him, it's amazing. Um, and but with him as well, he's got to have I think two other people there with him. He's, he's got to have someone that's line of sight because he uses the goggles. Mm -hmm. And then there was another like a director or something I think yep. he has in there. So he does it for ABC, the TV uh, TV station. Um, everyone's talking about Tesla yep. in there. Yeah, do not fly. Do not fly where people do not fly in the city. It is packed with full of people. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, just, just common sense common stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I've I've done some stupid stuff with drones before like yeah you want to fly over a really cool festival or yeah. something and and i make sure like you were saying that you're actually outside of the um, grounds of the festival or whatever so you just you know there's less chance yeah. you're going to get caught but sometimes you just need to get that shot even though it could be a little bit yes. dangerous but or even with the dji drone think about like what if there is like any kind of interference or anything like that or anything gets into the prop it's just yeah. going to drop into the ground what do you think about the new anti-drone um signal uh, scrapers or whatever they call it where they can uh, full on like take control I, of your they, drone these things are real because I thought um, they may not be as portable as they think but I, I saw something which looks like a rifle and it's able to take down drone. It, it, it messes with the radio frequency or whatever, and it takes over. I mean, it's not. They're not. They're not. They don't actually tell us. Tell us what they do, yeah. and it's a kind of mystery. Uh, I watched yesterday. I watched a video about something like a tank-mounted laser, laser beam, something which can drive multiple drones. <laughs> so it's more. It's more a military technology now. Yeah. Because you think about it, the military have to do something about it. Because if someone straps a bomb yep. or yep. straps uh, any like any kind of liquid, yes. could be acid. You know, and then it just drops it on a whole yeah. bunch of people in a city. Like, yeah. it could be terrible. And like, that that can be built from a commodity parts, and everyone can do that. Yeah, I mean, look at this. You could be flying this right now with parts that you've bought online. Yep. And um, no one knows who's who's this is at all. Mm -hmm. So yep. it could be uh, could be quite scary. Um, what people decide to do in the future, for sure. Uh, some people make them with a two-stroke motor, petrol-based um, drones. There's a problem with petrol drones. Uh, they can blow they, up? <laughs> no, no, not that they, like, um, these drones, they require very precise control. So the motors need to be able to spin up and down very, very precisely. And the stroke motor, like internal combustion engine does not give you that precision. This is no. why it's very hard. Yeah. And I think as well, the way in which petrol has to go down and in and then combust. Whereas mm, if it's they, upside they down. Fuel, they can use fuel pump. It's not a problem. But some people, people, people build jet powered drones. Like instead of like four orders, you have four jet engines. People have done it. It's ridiculous. Have <laughs> you seen those little miniature um, commercial planes? Like, no, they're so small. Like they've done them for Singapore Airlines, where they take off, and it's pretty amazing. They're like replicas, like one in two hundred or whatever. Like they're super small, but they're jet powered, and 
It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, by the way, the drones are not limited to quadcopters. They just come in all shapes and sizes. The quadcopter is just the most popular class. You can buy, you can get a plane, which is a, like FPV drone, and you can get FPV footage. Uh, Parrot did. Uh, Parrot has a Parrot Disco, which is like FPV plane, yep. and it's got full autopilot, so it can take off and return and land automatically by itself, which is a, it's a pretty you good machine. You can set those kind of coordinates now on the Mavics too. You can tell it where to go and what angle, and mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet. Michael Gabby's saying the drone guns are now in use in Victoria, but he can't say too much, okay. which is quite interesting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it'd be, be good to, to find out the specifics of what yeah. they can do with those and how far is, how far away they have to be too. So imagine it had, it'd have to be line of sight. Yeah. You'd have to be able so. to do it that yeah. way. but. Um, you can imagine, like, if if there was some drone packed with some kind of explosive, yeah, you'd want to just take control of it. Mm-hmm. And even if um, they're now used by the Victoria Police, mm-hmm. there's got to be enough incidences or issues for them to invest in something like that, wouldn't there? Yes. Gets the mind thinking. Yeah. What else is on your show notes? Anything else uh, you wanted to go I've, through? I've gone through all of oh, it. Oh, fantastic. Much, yes. Unless <laughs> we have work. any questions. So, yeah. yeah, some final questions. We've been going for an hour and a half so yeah, far. Good, so, yeah. no, it's been, it's been very interesting. And our table is packed with, with stuff. And uh, I, I honestly had no idea how to fly. I don't even know how to fly an FPV yet. But the amount of stuff you've got to think about and do and... You know, you've you've put up. We'll put up in the show notes after this finishes yep. as well. All the links, all the things that you've gone through, which will be amazing. Um, what's the difference between a Vesk four and a Vesk six? That's not really. That's a um, something. Vesk is Tramper uses mostly. Vesk four and Vesk six. Vesk six is just an upgraded model of the Vesk four. So the Vesk is a Trampa trademark. I think only of them do that. Yeah, uh, they have the rights to it, from yeah. what I understand. Um, and I know a bunch of other board manufacturers wanted to use it, but Ted and the team, including Frank, have said no. Uh, it's one of the things that they're doing with Tramper. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if they'll sell it separately in the future. I think they should. It makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, Inertion is out of the market Yeah, the now. Fockbox Unity's gone. Yeah. Um, and, well, it's not gone. It's just that it's not being built and nobody's there supporting it. And the guy, what's his name? The guy that was but the brains behind Inertion is now, I think, working with Lacroix. He was going to also be looking at uh, Baja. He was going to be doing some stuff for them, but I think Lacroix have, um, have got him at the moment. Uh, yeah, Vest 4 is single and Vest 6 is dual. That sounds like it too. Yeah. So Vest 4, because it was um, a bit earlier in the piece, not many boards back in the day had two motors. Some of them have even got four now. I've got a board, a four, a four what is that? A 10-inch wheel, four hub motor, That's all-wheel drive board. monster. It's, uh, I haven't even... I'm a bit scared to get on it. <laughs> I've, I've had it now for a week and uh, I really should get out there and do um, something with put it. Put all your armor gear once you... Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Well, yeah, I've had some major accidents and thank God I've got my all my fingers and toes still. Um, yeah, so ask any final questions to Sergey. That's It's been amazing. I th- really appreciate you bringing everything. Have you shown everything that you wanted to show too? Yes. You brought I a whole think, bunch I think, of stuff. I think I did, yeah. yeah. I think, I oh, think yeah. That's, that's just everything. your jumper over there. Yeah. No, nah, really, really good. Uh, Jay, get liftoff sim on PC. Yeah, liftoff is one of the simulators. Uh, I usually fly Velocidron. This is the because, simulators yeah, before the, you can sim. fly. So you, yeah. you use this controller. You plug okay. it into USB and you fly this. Con- like you can't, you can't fly a drone with a with an Xbox controller. It's just impossible. The sticks are not the same. You need something like it's a genuine. Well, sim. you should yeah. use the one that you're going to be using, really. Yes, well, yeah. it, all of them are the same. You can use any one, right? Okay. So, and um, liftoff is. Uh, it's 
requires more CPU and GPU power, power mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's prettier. Velocidron, uh, if you have an older machine, you can get away Velocidron. I have a MacBook Pro, but four inch, uh, four, 4K screen. I can't run liftoff. Gotcha. It's just not powerful enough. So that'll I, work on a Mac as well, because this is a yeah. MacBook. Yeah, all of them. Lift, yeah. Both liftoff and Velocidron, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Okay. Sensational. There we go. All right, a couple of more minutes and we'll finish up. Um, not quite sure who's going to be on next week. There is a couple of people in the mix. There could be Lee Wright from Lee Wright DIY, I guess it could be, or Carve UK. He works for that. Uh, and it could also be Mario Parra from New York, who runs the NYC Borders, I think it's called. You got plans to go anywhere? And no, 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 it's just family holidays, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Where, whereabouts do you think you're going? Fiji. Nice. My favorite holiday spot. You've been to Denarau and... Uh, uh, my favorite favorite place is called a Plantation Island, which is off Denarau. It's about 40 minutes on a, on a ferry, yeah. Nice. It's, it's a small island. It's uh, nice because I like diving. I love I like coral reefs and it's just, it's just my favorite. I have to show you. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went to Fiji for our honeymoon. Um, the wife and I, and I'll bring this up in a sec. This place is phenomenal. Uh, let's see. Here we go. It's expensive. So <laughs> our our honeymoon was paid for by presents, basically, <laughs> that we got from our wedding. So $1,300 a night, right? Ridiculous. But when you have a look at what you get, I just want to show you quickly. This, um, this place, I think there's only about 20 people, 20 guests, on the island at any given time. That's one island, and there's a series of islands under, uh, around it as well. Mm -hmm. Where they filmed that movie with, um, is it Denise Richards? I can't remember her name. Uh, they're on an island, deserted island. It was just the two of them. They were, they hooked up for eight. Uh, anyway, I'm trying to find where this is. Anyway, so Yasawa Island's about a 30 minute Cessna ride away. Oh. Right, so you, you, you land in at the normal Fiji airport and then you get on a small plane and you land on a uh, grass bed uh, airstrip. And then as soon as you get there, there's all these people that, treat, uh, that get there with coconuts, like cut, cut out and you're drinking and they, they put you into this place, right? And it's just insane. Like there's, whoop, there's like 14 people of you 14 people there. Where is it located? Can you show it on the... I'll try and find it Google for you. Google, just bring up Google Maps and... Yeah, yeah, I'll bring that up in just yeah. a sec. But um, there's like 14 guests and there's about 60 staff. Wow. And half of them are local to the island. So this is what it looks like here. On our final, on the final night, so they treat you like anything you want, any food that you want, anywhere you want to be, and all the activities are included. It's just amazing, right? So we went um, into these... Uh, the, oh, the Blue Lagoon. That's the movie. Uh, yeah. Right? It's filmed just on one of these islands in here too. But on the last night, we're sitting here. Just imagine these people on the right-hand side sitting there and we had no idea what was going on. And they sat us down and my wife hates seafood, like hates it, right? <laughs> and they freshly caught everything was put onto the table. Uh, you know, like your um, crab and your scallops and like all fresh and I'm like oh my god this is incredible this is amazing and she looks at me like you're gonna have to have mine too and I'm like yes <laughs> and all she had I think there was like some fries on, on the plate as well but this is just it's amazing, amazing. amazing. yeah most Please. people go there for their honeymoon yeah. or whatever so yeah where is it I'll show you on a map um, the Plantation Island we usually go to. They filmed a movie with Tom Robinson with Tom Hanks, like Outcast. What is it? Oh, Outcast. Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a raft. 
like which Tom Hales allegedly built. So like wooden raft. It's sitting there. Yeah, a wooden a, raft made of cool. aluminium and fiberglass. It's a typical Hollywood smoke and mirrors. There you go. Ah uh, yes, yeah, it's a nice place. So normally you land. We the Suva is where you normally land. Uh, uh, Naji. No, for this one Naji usually. Oh, Naji. On the other, yeah, other, yeah, yeah. other side of the island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and. We, we had such a good time and we were like all the locals love you and there's well, there's about 200 or 250 locals on the island mm -hmm. too and they've got their own school and their own area where they where they are um, and one of the days you go in and they you go to church with them on a Sunday and you go and sit in there and they do all the singing and it was incredible and then the the day that we left we're on the plane and it's just this guy with the plane and all your bags are in the back and it's just the two of you and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, have you how, how long have you been flying? And he's like, three weeks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, and I said, oh, do you mind if I have a go? And he's like, go. And I was doing it. He's re reading one of his books. I was flying the plane back. He's like, see that line? Just follow that. I'm like, cool. And uh, I flew it for about half of the travel all the way back wow. to Nadi, which was which was pretty cool. Uh, flooding everywhere here. Where are you, Spider FPV? Um, Flooding, that'd be probably Queensland, I would say. So, uh, so it shouldn't be. It's, yeah. I don't think it's flooding there anymore. It's been sun sun there at the moment. But yeah, you can see it, it does get quite expensive, yeah. but it's a one in a you know, once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity as well. Cool. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we'll finish it up there. Yep. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Hope you have had a good time. Yeah. We'll get some more water for yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no drama. And if uh, anyone's got any questions, let me know. Um, we'll I'll uh, check the comments later on, and um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll put show notes up. Uh, yes, with the yeah, links, we'll do that so. too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if I get this right for the ending. Yeah. All right, see you later.